Five. Hey, everybody. My name is Mamadou Njai. I am Derek Gauthier. Don't and get it wrong. <laughs> and we're the Relink team. And welcome to episode one of Block to Block. The this Relink is... boys. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's do it. The Relink boys, man. Yes, sir. Yes, the so... talk is different. Always different. <laughs> so, essentially... This is like the first episode of our podcast, Block to Block, in which we're aiming to really demystify the world of Web3. So as we all know, we're in this new technological era where blockchain technology is really ushering a new wave of innovation, right? And we're throwing around all these terms such as crypto, NFTs, DAOs, and much more, right? And so what we want to do is really break down what's occurring in this market, break down the technology and make it so everybody, you as the viewer who is a creator, entrepreneur, or somebody in general can, is able to utilize this technology to really create real value and solve real problems. Because it's a new wave of technology and technology is a tool that we must all utilize to really make an impact. Exactly, exactly. It's not as scary as it seems, you know, um, even for us, <clears throat> we're rel relatively new, um, you know, came into uh, learning about crypto actually in college back in like 2017, um, decided not to invest, like biggest mistake of my life, be up, be up a couple, couple hundred thousand right now. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, within the last year, I think we've really committed to, to just learning and, and taking the time to uh, really understand, you know, what's this this blockchain thing? Um, starting to to, you know, get into the the news, right? What's what's going on in the, in the markets? How are things moving? Um, you know, and, and and that's led us to to think more about how is it gonna how it's gonna affect businesses. Um, and it, again, it's not as scary as it seems. It's, it's not, you know, this outlandish thing. Um, it's just once you understand it, once you you get it, uh, you know, you get it. You don't have to, you know, be the, the scientist of the year. Um, mm -hmm. You just need to understand, you know, this is how it works and this is how it affects my business. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to give you that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Yeah. And just a little context about our business, like with Relink, our goal is to help creators and entrepreneurs integrate this technology into their ventures, right? And one thing that we're doing is we're launching our platform called d Timbuk2, which is a physical NFT marketplace, the first ever, right? Where all of the NFTs that will be on the platform are associated to physical products that are like collectibles. So we're working with a variety of really dope businesses, creators, in which the products that you'll receive are associated with a collectible item. So that's, that's one thing, you know, that we're really excited to really yeah. bring into the market. But overall, man, we're just trying to be a part of your journey of learning along with us, right? And don't forget the the Timbuktu. It's important. The you know Timbuktu. what I'm saying? The one and only. You see the, the first team. ever. Yes, sir. The Timbuktu. The. Yes, sir. Timbuktu. The talk is different. <laughs> the talk is different around here. Yes, sir. Yes, but, sir. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we're just going to start off with like some key insights from the market from the past week. And just take it from there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
So yeah, you know, just um, getting into to to the news of things. Uh, one big thing right now uh, is the the Ethereum merge or the merge, as people are calling it. Um, big, 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 exciting times for the the crypto Web three NFT world. Um, you know, it, it's going to be big. So if you don't know. Uh, Ethereum is planning to uh, to move from a proof of work system to a proof of stake system. Um, so to do that, they're going to have to merge their uh, legacy system, which is that that proof of work system, with their new proof of stake or the Beacon Chain uh, system that they've set up. It's actually been been up and running, I think, for for a few years now, um, and so uh, they're finally getting to the point where they're they're going to merge those two together. Uh, and officially move to that proof of stake, uh, a proof of stake blockchain system, um, and that's huge, man. That's huge. I, you know, one of the the big things is, um, you know, on the environmental side, uh, is gonna, you know, increase the the environmental friendliness of the the platform by ninety nine percent. That is huge. Um, so that's that's something to to look out, you know, look out for. Um, and, you know, uh, another thing on, on our end, you know, we actually uh, use the Ethereum blockchain by way of Polygon. Mm -hmm. um, so if you don't know, Polygon is a side chain um, that is connected to the Ethereum platform. Right. And, and what they do is they solve a couple things that Ethereum had, um, which they're hoping to actually solve with this, this merge. But um, one is being scalability. Um, so with proof of work, it's really hard. Um, so the way that it works is there's these complicated, complex transactions, and it takes a lot of energy um, and it takes a lot of time to complete those transactions. So proof of work, uh, it's just a, a little bit hard, harder to scale. There's only a certain amount of transactions per second that they can uh, process. Mm -hmm. And so with this merge, they'll be able uh, you know, to do that a little bit better, proof of stake is, is a lot more efficient, effective. Um, but Polygon has has solved that issue right with their their side chain, um, and and also as well uh, the environmental friendliness. So uh, Polygon as a side chain uses proof of stake already, um, and and so you know they've already been on the you know the kick of environmental friendly uh, scalability, um, and you know. A big reason that we use it as well is it has the the capability for fiat payments, right? So for mm -hmm. you to use your credit card or debit card to purchase an NFT, you don't have to to buy a crypto. You can get into the game right now. You heard it here, folks. The Timbuktu is bringing you fiat payments for your NFTs uh, as well as physical NFTs, right? So we we changing the game for y'all. Changing Most the game. Definitely. Most definitely. What do you think is like the biggest takeaway or biggest lesson for people who are listening about like this Ethereum merge and it really and Polygon as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the biggest takeaway is is always going to be that with, with all technology, it takes time, right? It's never going to be perfect on the, the first go round. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why you want to get in early, right? You want to understand it. You want to understand how you know, you need this technology to work for you, what you're looking for. Um, you'll become better at understanding what's good and, and what's bad. Um, you know, I, I know that, you know, we know this from experience as, as being entrepreneurs, 
uh, you know, you don't have a lot of room for, for error. But I mm -hmm. think what, what you do have is you have some room for, for innovation. Um, and so, you know, with that innovation, you, you will have some hiccups. Um, but the good thing about it is you get a little bit of grace when, you, when you're trying to innovate and trying to be innovative and do new things. Um, so, like I said, biggest takeaway, um, you know, nothing's going to be, be perfect in the beginning. Um, you know, get in early so you can kind of get a feel for how things are going and things are only going to get better um, and easier with time. Um, another, like, slight takeaway, too, is that, um, you know, if I'm a business owner, I'm, I'm watching this closely. I'm watching yeah. this closely because, you know, with this new functionality, that means, shoot, if, uh, you know, really, if you, if you think about it, if Ethereum is able to, to process transactions faster, um, it's more environmental, environmentally friendly, um, and Polygon is built on those things, it's only going to boost Polygon or it's only going to boost Ethereum. And and those and these are not the the only two blockchains, right? And then mm -hmm. Polygon isn't the only side chain that's built on Ethereum. Um, so, you know, as a business owner, what I would also take away is that this technology is going to become a part of everyday operations, in some way or another. Um, Polygon has already created partnerships with, you know, major businesses of the like of Disney, Reddit, Meta, you know, these big movers are already, you know, moving into this space. They're already taking the time to, to invest um, and create partnerships to kind of understand and position themselves. Don't get left behind. Don't do it. We need y'all, you know, as business owners to, to be on it absolutely and like even like for more context right like ethereum yeah. is like the largest blockchain when it comes to dApps, right decentralized applications so if you if you look at like crypto specifically bitcoin is the biggest cryptocurrency with like the largest market cap ethereum is number two yeah and that's really because ethereum has built this ecosystem in which you can use their blockchain to have this innovation, innovative technology, such as the NFTs, and you can really integrate it to be a part of your business process. So, to Derek's point, even if you know you choose not to go with the Ethereum blockchain, you may want to go with an alternative chain like Cardano, Solana, etc. It's very important just to like look at the fundamentals of that blockchain. Like, how are they? doing how are they processing transactions what speed are they doing transactions mm -hmm. how many dApps are being created like what's the volume right these are like some of the questions that you need to really ask yourself and that's why it's important to pay attention to news such as the ethereum merge because if they're um, already number two and they're able to become even more efficient yeah who's to say where they can go from here yep hey man don't be afraid to be a student of youtube university as well <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I uh, I spent a lot of mornings just going and looking up crypto news, clicking on a video and, and listening to that, making breakfast or, you know, just mm -hmm. in the in morning as, you know, maybe I'm taking a shower or something like that. Man, you know, don't never be afraid to be a student of uh, YouTube University. That's, that's my favorite. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. So the next piece of news 
that we want to go into is talking about Bend Dow, right? That's yeah. been like, go ahead. And, and I, I was going to say, just kind of segue into that, you know, um, I think that's a perfect example of, of do your research, do your own research right there. But uh, Mamadou, please, please let the people know about Bend Dow and, and what's going on with that. Yeah, so even before I'll talk about Ben Dow, I do want to take a second just to break down what is a DAO in general. Okay, okay. So a DAO stands for DAO. It stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. And these are like community-led entities that have no central authority, right? Like the power is within the people. And what happens in these DAOs is members own like a certain token that's associated with this DAO. And they're able to cast votes on major decisions regarding that entity. And what's dope about it is they utilize smart contracts, which is just a fancy term for code that exists on the blockchain that are able to execute these decisions. So it's a it's a very innovative way to ensure that communities as a whole are able to participate in a decision-making process and use technology to execute those decisions. So that's a DAO. Ben Sounds DAO. Like the future. It is the future, man. It is the future. Crazy. Gonna put us all out of business. <laughs> well, not us, but nah. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Never but, know. Uh, so Ben DAO is a peer-to-peer lending platform, right? And what they do is they'll use NFTs as collateral to loan out Ethereum to borrowers. So let's say you're a member of Bendow and you have a NFT that's highly valuable, such as a Board 8 Yacht Club NFT, right? You'll deposit that NFT into Bendow's wallet. And what they'll do is, let's say your NFT is worth 100,000. You deposit it in their wallet. They will lend you up to 40% of the value of that floor price. So you'll get like $40,000 worth of Ethereum as, you know, as a loan. And what's cool about it is, you know, with NFTs, sure, many of these NFTs are highly valued as we've seen previously, but it's not super liquid, right? Like you may have an NFT that's worth 100000 or more, but you say, okay, I have this digital artwork worth so much, but how am I able to access the capital? So Bendow was a solution to allow you to access capital. For your NFTs. And now how it works if a borrower was to default on that loan, since you use that NFT as collateral and it's in Bendow's wallet, they'll just put it up on the auction block. And that's a way in which you know people have the ability to like bid. The bidding starts at 95% of that NFT's value based on like the collection's current floor price. And folks are just able to like bid and snatch up the NFT. So you may default on your loan. But they are able to like resell it for ninety five percent or more, and recoup some of that rep, some of that capital, and that's the way in which they are able to really hedge their bet, they bet against risk. So that's the business model. In theory, it sounds like okay. a great business model, right? In theory. But what's happened within the past week is they went through a bank run. A bank run being like when people pull all their bread out of the platform because as we know since we're in a recession you know that's the word of the day is recession and what has happened that's the word of the day that's the word of the day well it's one of the words of the day there's many words of the day 
Okay, 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 okay. But it's the word of the story, recession. Yep. Like, yep. as we entered this bear market, we've seen a crash within both the world of crypto and NFTs by 90%. So you may have had NFTs that are worth six figures, but then if it's worth 100000 today, but it drops by 90%, it's worth 10K tomorrow. Right. Right. That that's that's not a pretty situation at all. That's that's not even forty percent. It's nine. It's ninety. Right? <laughs> so many of these entities have just been dropping drastically in value, and then during this time as well, we've been seeing many different Web three projects become insolvent. Right, like a lot of these exchanges, like a Celsius mm. or what have you become insolvent when they're telling like their customers or their users, hey, we ain't got your bread no more. We ran out of money. <laughs> oh hell no. <nah. laughs> so Val was on like the on like the precipice of a collapse, right? At one point they had 10,000 ETH within their wallet, which is 16.5 million. And then Man. over the weekend it dropped to five ETH, eight thousand dollars. Right? So, it dropped to five ETH. Yep, you went from sixteen mil to eight thousand. Oh man! Because you know people were scared. Like a lot of these right. projects have been falling apart. The NFTs are falling apart. Yep. Folks are defaulting on their loans on the platform, and they're una- unable to sell the yeah. So the, the collateral. But lucky for Ben Dow, like during like the last few days, a lot of one. People were able to like buy up a lot of these NFTs off the auction. And two, folks did come back and put some of their ETH back into the reserves. So as of now, they're at 7,479 ETH or 12.3 million within their reserves. But it was a very scary situation in which that entire business almost collapsed. And interestingly yeah. enough, the co-founder, his username being Code and Coffee, he had this one quote that I want everybody to pay attention to. He said, we underestimated how illiquid NFTs could be in a bear market when setting the initial parameters. So essentially, it's this is really the lesson I'm on. Like, all my creators, all my entrepreneurs, everybody with venture, this is what you really have to think about. You, When you're creating up your idea of your venture, you have to think about all scenarios. Like not only what happens when we're in a bull market, when the economy is good, what happens when we're in a bear market? What happens when there is a recession? Do you, Is your business model sustainable enough to survive throughout all economic cycles, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, with the NFTs, it's a great business concept, but in my humble opinion, the problem with this um, model was like the NFTs. As we know, NFTs in general are very unique, right? So because of that, it is difficult to really extract that capital out. And if you have, and what we've been seeing too during this crash is a lot of NFTs simply don't have intrinsic value built within them. You know, we had a bubble. It was an economic bubble. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it would have been different if these were NFTs that are backed by physical assets like commodities or collectibles, right? Like, hey, we have this NFT for X amount of grams of gold. 
and Ben Dow was able to have that gold within a storage unit in the real world, in addition to their NFT in the digital world. And if you yeah. don't, you know, you get what I'm saying. If you default, yeah, them, yeah, yeah, then they're able to sell that off. Yeah, you know, some kind of asset that's not so volatile in price. But go ahead. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, and that's also why, and we talk about this a good bit, why uh, it's sometimes good to build in a recession and, and why the most successful companies come out of a recession because mm-hmm. they're building, you know, with, you know, when you're building within a fire, you make sure your house is fireproof, you know? So the next recession comes, you're already thinking about it. You've already set up parameters and, and you know, set up, little systems and you put systems in place to make sure that you're protected and your business is protected. So, you know, that, that's another, another thing too is, uh, you know, can't be scared during these times. You got to kind of nut up or shut up, you know, as, as the old folks like to say, you gotta, gotta get in where it's hot. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm interested in this um, because, you know, talked a little bit about, about Ben Dow um so you know just to to make sure we're hitting on like you know what what's the the dial aspect of of ben dial because you could you explain to the people a little bit just like you know um you don't have to get too too detailed but just high level like um you know where where some of some of that 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 dial piece comes into the equation um and i i can add some here too uh if yeah so um one thing that was happening during this week was, you know, as the company was really falling apart, they were putting in different like votes, right? Like emergency votes, if you will, of, hey, how can we turn this thing around, right? Like mm. instead of functioning the decision-making process in this way, like how can we change some of this rule set so we can ensure that we don't become insolvent? and right. they're utilizing us so that was one thing they were like voting for different proposals regarding how um regarding like for example with the auction bids right like starting okay. off at 95 they were yep. thinking hey maybe we can like lower that rule set to like maybe like 85 percent or 70 percent right like so mm. that's where the DAO component comes into play where people the community is voting all of these community or emergency proposals to really resolve the issue got you got you got you so uh and, and so it's not one person no. that's controlling okay yeah man that's that's different a dial is it's a different animal different beast it, it sounds dope but it also sounds like you know um it, it definitely takes some some community commitment if you will but i'm sure if your money is on the line you you'll you know as soon as you you see the news you get the ping you'll you'll definitely take notice yeah the only other thing i'll say on this situation as another takeaway is Uh uh-huh be careful right there's many platforms that will promise you things like if you're in crypto hey you can stake your crypto where you give us your crypto and then we can give you a return, like interest returns or yeah, similar to Ben Dow. Like really evaluate these models and you gotta ask yourself, like, do they have a sustainable business model for when things are tough, like right now? Yeah. Because the last thing you want 
is for these platforms and these exchanges to go insolvent. They tell you we don't have your bread, and uh, you lost mm-hmm. out on thousands yeah. of your hard owned investments, right? Yep. Yep. No, for sure. If you guys haven't uh heard about it, or, you know, definitely take a look at uh Circle and Terra Luna. Those were, were two no, I'm sorry, not Circle, Celsius. My bad. Celsius and Terra Luna. Those were two big things in the news uh over the, the past couple months. Um just you know, man, people out here, they just they just doing shit, man. They <laughs> They just they just doing things. So definitely yeah. be be careful, you know, take a take a look at those and, and make sure you, you catch some of those red flags, you know. Uh you know, learn from from, from other people's mistakes, you know, just like Absolutely. you were dating. <laughs> exactly. For sure, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, so so that's great. Is, is there any other takeaways from, from Ben Dow that, that you want to give the people? I, I think that's really it at this point, man. You just okay. gotta be careful, evaluate these business models, and you know, in yeah. my in my personal opinion about like how they probably should have did the NFT component, right? Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. You already gave it. You gave it. I already gave it, man. You like gave, it you did. it's you did. You know, when you're looking at these NFTs, right? And this isn't financial advice, but just general principles. None of this is financial advice. We want to make sure we state that. Clearly. Right. Always consult with a certified financial professional. That is not you know, this is just simply for educational and entertainment purposes. That is all we do. That is it. Yes. That's it. As you're evaluating these NFTs, like you gotta really determine what's the intrinsic value. Is it just digital artwork? Does it have a special type of utility? Is it tied to some sort of asset? And that will really have a huge bearing on both the true value of that NFT and its liquidity, right? Like the yeah. like how quickly you can get capital for it. So yeah. those are just some things to look at. So basically what he's telling y'all, the Tim Buck 2. <laughs> Listen, the URL, you need to sign up today to learn more about what we're doing. The Tim Buck2.com. That is Tim Buck B-U-C-K-T-O-O.com. We'll put it in the description. We'll we'll put it in the description. And he's trying to let you know. We are back in our NFTs with physical products or real utility. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is none of this fake fugazi. Now let me <laughs> let me <laughs> let me not go there. Let me not go there. Right, right. We, we, we episode we, one, man. We episode we not, three, you can talk crazy. <laughs> hey, listen. You know how we do, man. You know how we do. We we sending shots. We sending <laughs> shots always. But nah, man, definitely uh do your own research. Uh, you know. Take take a look at what we're doing. Definitely uh, visit all of our social medias at Relink Global. Um, check us out. We got some some great drops coming up. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. But we want to uh, move on into the quick take for the day. Uh, so today we'll be talking about the copyright issue with NFTs. Right. So right now, um, I'm sure you guys have probably heard of the the Board Ape Yacht Club or CryptoPunks, some of those more popular uh, NFT projects. And a, a big thing that that kind of was talked about 
uh, especially in the, the early to, to you know mid early days uh, is the ability to to own that NFT and to own that that intellectual property, if you will, right? So if you got if you own this this specific uh, board ape, you know you were able to to license that out um, for let's say a cartoon or something like that. Um, but what we're finding is that may not exactly be the case, mm-hmm. right? So we're seeing that. Uh, you know, there was a, a study done uh, by the, the Galaxy uh, Research. It is a institute that, that's connected with, with Cornell. Um, and so they were, you know, doing some some research and, and really trying to understand how the, uh, the licensing process works with these NFTs. And, you know, what they found is, is very messy right now. Uh, this is a new nascent industry. You know, you got to think of it. Uh, you know, similar to the internet in the 2000s, right? Like yep. you could pretty much do whatever. Um, and so, you know, th- there's a lot of kinks to work out. Um, so on the licensing is super messy right now. Uh, it's not exactly going as people thought it would, right? So we're seeing some projects um, where, you know, licensing is even being taken away. Um, and, and being kept by the, the creators of those NFT projects. Uh, we've even seen some projects try to adopt Creative Commons licensing. Um, but that's effectively killing <clears throat> the ownership of the intellectual property and, and the, the ability to benefit from that intellectual property. Um, so we're, we're seeing a, a lot of problems. Uh, there was even one um, that uh, Moonbirds actually... Um, they went to CC0, uh, which is basically a Creative Commons license that says it's uh, any Moonbird moon could be used for, uh, you know, any public uh, use at all. Right. right. So one specific owner of a Moonbird had a deal on the table and lost the deal because of that move. Right. So you want to definitely just be aware that right now things are very early on. Um, I think the word of the day or the phrase of the day, if you will, is do your own research. Yeah. Um, that's super important right now. Um, and, and, and just be patient with this, this new technology, this new territory, um, being an early mover can be a good thing and it can put you ahead of the curve, but you have to be willing to be patient with the technology and, and with the industry so that the kinks get worked out, um, so, yeah, you know, in terms of our quick take for today, there's a lot of room for growth in the NFT market. You could think of this current landscape again as the Internet in the early 2000s. It's still early. There's much to figure out, but don't be afraid to jump in. And when you do, do your homework. So we'll be we'll be keeping an eye out for this and just seeing how it develops. Um, and you know, of course, if you use the Timbuktu, you probably won't have the problems. Just saying, you know, saying. shameless plug always, shameless <laughs> plug always. Yeah, but yeah, that's all we have for for the quick take, man. That's all I love have. it. That's a great quick take, Derek. That's great. Yeah, and and doing your own research, like one tip that you guys can do is like when it comes to NFT projects. Like, take a look at that roadmap. Like, usually what yeah. happens is if, 
an NFT project is coming out, yeah, I have a roadmap. What you can think of like similar to a business plan, it lays yeah. out the vision for that collection and exactly how they're going to go about attaining that vision. So it's like one way for you to just really equip yourself with knowledge and you can ask those critical questions of, okay, how confident am I in this collection's ability to manifest these goals, right? So, yeah, overall, yeah, yeah that's that's great, right? It's, that's a great like point. you said, this is a nascent industry. You know, we're still trying to work out the kinks. Like, probably yeah. five years from now, all of this will probably be figured out, but we're in the trenches, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I also want to say, too, um, well, well I, I, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. For free game, um, but yeah, Mama, do I'll, I'll let you hop into the to market. Give the people what they want, man. Give the people what they came for. Right. What's, what's, what's going on with the market, man? So on a macro level, when it comes to NFTs right now, as, as you may have heard from us in the news, like we are experiencing a bear market. Things are down. However, that doesn't mean there is an opportunity. So right now, the total market cap for the NFT industry is 2.184 billion. Mm. Meaning that's the total value mm. of activity that's occurring. In this week alone, for the past seven days, we've seen a total of 93,752 transactions of NFTs. And of that, of those 9,300, 93,000 NFTs that were sold, it equated to $132 million of value. Wow. Wow. So, so it's still active. It's still active. And it goes back to what you were just saying, man. Like during recessions, it's a great time for you to really figure things out and really take advantage from like a entrepreneurial or creative lens, right? So I would say don't be fearful, right? Yeah. There's that one Warren Buffett quote I always love, like, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Like jump yeah. in. If you are some kind of creator or entrepreneur, try to figure out how your NFTs can be of real intrinsic value. Like what can set them apart and mm -hmm. really go about building that community because you can get a piece of this action. 132 million of value within a week, the past seven days. Sure. Give me a little piece of pie of that. Just, just yeah, a little, man. Just, just sweet potato, preferably. Man, listen, give me a, <clears throat> you know, I was gonna say pepperoni, but you know, I know we don't rock with the swine, but you know, <laughs> give me, give me, you know, a little piece of shrimp or something on a piece, something, 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 shrimp, not even shrimp, but shrimp, a shrimp. Shoot, just give me the crust. So I take the crust. <laughs> I take the crust. One hundred thirty-two million. I take the crust. Cool. So that's the market. You know, once again, don't be afraid. Do your own research. Equip yourself with the knowledge where you can really make an impact. And also, always, if you have any questions and we can be of service, reach out to us. We're always open. Yep. Yep. And that, that was going to be my free game. That was going to be my free game for the day. Look, listen, if you are a business owner, you know, whether you want to use our platform or not, um, reach out to us, man. We we would love to have conversations, man. We we enjoy talking with business owners about integrating Web three into their businesses. Um, you know, we would love to to have conversations and, and better understand, you know, your business and and 
you know, how you think that Web3 can can be useful. And then, you know, also just talking you through, you know, from our perspective, ways that you can integrate this this technology. Um, you know, there, there's definitely a, a lot out there, um, you know, don't be scared to, um, you know, say, hey, I don't know anything about this. Um, you know, I just found, you know, your your uh, your channel, your your podcast a year later. You know, are you still able to listen? Yes. The answer is yes. Always. Reach out, reach out, reach out. We're always here to to educate the masses, to, to have great conversations and hopefully, you know, impact entrepreneurs creators um and you know the you know your, your regular regular focus well that's that's listening in that's just interested um so again uh free game reach out to us this is episode one of the podcast and we want to give you that free game um from derek mama do i let you you know give you a free game for the folk yeah i mean always ask questions even if you don't want to necessarily speak with us, but you want us to cover a topic, please leave a comment down below. Yeah. DM us on all social media platforms. Yeah. We're here for the people, man. At Relink, at Relink Global. At Relink Global. Thank you. Okay, I had to get closer to the mic for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We're here for the culture, man. And just remember, the talk is different. The talk is different. Yes, sir. Till next time. See ya.